Hello, and welcome to Indigenous Innovators. I'm Jen Polak from the Alexis Nakota Sioux Nation on Treaty 6 territory, and I'm recording this on the traditional territories of the Lekwungen Songhees peoples of the Coast Salish Nation. We acknowledge traditional territories not only to ground our people and stories in the traditional lands where they come from, but to recognize the sovereignty of each individual nation across Turtle Island. Our guest today is Jace Meyer, a teacher, speaker, artist, entrepreneur, and Shopify's lead for Indigenous entrepreneurs. In her spare time, she also designs 21st century classrooms, youth engagement training, and hackathons for social enterprises. Welcome, Jace, and thank you so much for joining me today. Miigwech. Thank you so much for having me. I'm joining you today from Ottawa, which is where I live now uh, and work at Shopify. And we are very blessed to be on the unceded territory of the Algonquin people. I hail from Treaty 5 territory in Manitoba, where my family is from. Um, But I'm a bit of a nomad myself and have lived 27 different places across Canada, Turtle Island. Uh, So uh, where I'm from is always a difficult question for me to answer, uh, but I'm living now in Ottawa. Great. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, So let's dive right in. Um, Let's start with Shopify. So your official title is Lead for Indigenous Entrepreneurs, but what exactly does that mean? What do you do? Great question. Yes, I'm, I'm really proud to say that I am Shopify's lead for Indigenous entrepreneurs. It's quite a hefty title uh, to, to hold, knowing that I get to represent Indigenous people's uh, perspectives on entrepreneurship and business and, and really help um, Shopify consider that perspective when we're developing new products to support entrepreneurs and in, in, in achieving their business goals. Uh, so I, I really do look both internally to Shopify to create Um, opportunities for reconciliation and understanding for our 4,000 employees who uh, work around the globe, as well as working in the community with Indigenous entrepreneurs to help uh, them start their own businesses and accelerate the ones that they do have. So we do that through a a few different uh, mechanisms. A lot of that is uh, in the community work, uh, leading workshops directly with aspiring entrepreneurs who want to launch their business, uh, who don't know that there are technologies out there like Shopify's that are making that an extremely viable option. Provided you have internet connectivity, uh, you can launch a business on Shopify as easy as you can launch a Facebook page. And, and that gives you the ability to, to run your business no matter where you are in the world. And because of our mobile first approach uh, to building our product, you can now run your business through your cell phone. Uh, so whether you're on the powwow trail or selling through a brick and mortar store or uh, working from your living room, you can run a business and and share your value with the the entire world like you could never do before. So just making sure Indigenous people have awareness of that is kind of step number one for me in my work. Making sure that they have the skill sets to participate uh, in that uh, is, is step two. And then really giving access uh, to capital and resources and education is step number three to see their business excel. So when uh, so when you're so just let me uh, sort of break this down a little bit so I can uh, sort of understand because that's a lot. Um, so yes, basically, you go <laughs> into uh, like so. Do you uh, 
do people come to you? So like if a indigenous entrepreneur, um, say wants to sell their beadwork, um, would they reach out to you in order to get that set up? Or do you actually go say into different communities and say, Hey, so, you know, entrepreneurship, um, is really easy with Shopify and uh, we really want to work on getting your voices and your pieces and your art and your products out there. And we can help you do that. Yeah, it's a mix of both, really. Shopify is for everyone. Uh, we want to make commerce better for everyone. So anybody today can go to Shopify.com and start a, a free uh, store for two weeks and, and really give it a whirl and understand what the Shopify platform can do to your business. So that that's open to anyone, anytime. You do not have to come through me to do that. But because we know that um, you know a warm welcome makes a big difference and, and going into community and being in culturally... Um, uh, safe spaces is is so important uh, to helping people take that risk to think about themselves as an entrepreneur and launch their business. I have prioritized those in-community types of workshops. Uh, Shopify also offers a series of um, education workshops across Canada called Shop Class that we host inside our offices and in communities so people can gather in community spaces to also launch uh, their businesses that way. Um, but Real, realistically, you don't need to come through me. I'm just available for people to help build a community of practice, um, to help really celebrate and storytell um, about the Indigenous entrepreneurs on our platform so that we can create more role models for youth and, and, and aspiring entrepreneurs that, you know, maybe are sitting at home and beating beautiful uh, jewelry and not seeing themselves as an entrepreneur, but rather as an artist or a maker or a jeweler and, and really just that sh slight shift in, in mindset uh, might encourage them to recognize that, hey, there are people in this world that uh, value this work and want to pay me for this uh, and, and support Indigenous uh, uh, makers. Um, and, and really, I, I just need to have that confidence to, to self-identify as an entrepreneur and, and open up my own store uh, to make that reality possible. And with and why do you think entrepreneurship is uh, so important for um, Indigenous peoples? Um, particularly, um, I noticed on your Twitter you mentioned uh, that 40 Indigenous women are now power powered by Shopify. So why do you think that yeah. this is uh, something that's yay? <laughs> so why do you think that this is uh, something that uh, you know something that uh, we should be pursuing and we should be looking into as far as uh, you know entrepreneurship across Canada is concerned? Why do you think entrepreneurship is, is is uh, such a viable option for Indigenous peoples? It's a great question, Jen. Um, entrepreneurship really unlocks independence. Uh, you're not dependent uh, on an employer. Uh, you get to set your own schedule. You get to set your own prices. You get to dictate when you work, where you work, how you work. You get to honor your own values and traditions and, and really show up as, as who you are and, and share that with the world. And I think entrepreneurship as a movement is so important for us to recognize that we're all capable of doing that. We just live in a society that um, has uh, over systematically uh, set us up to really have very few people um, that we can shop from. And, and I see shopping and buying really as um, an opportunity for us to, to storytell and share culture and share information and knowledge with, uh, with one another and build a community for, uh, through that transaction, uh, which is a 
also an opportunity for us to think about what commerce is at a grander scale and, and how indigenous people and, and the way we've you know lived um, can actually enhance that definition of commerce for for everyone. Um, for me personally, th- this this goes back uh, to being a, a youth myself. Uh, I grew up in in a in a home that was um, full of mental health and abuse issues uh, as a result of um, my mom being a um, uh, daughter of a residential school survivor. Um, she really suffered, and um, it. It was only until she received entrepreneurship uh, skills through a, um, a a program that was there to help her deal with addictions that she actually was able to make that that um, change permanently. Um, when she had that confidence, when she had that means to leave an abusive relationship. Um, she, she was able to actually act on the things that she wanted and, and change her life. And then, of course, my life and my sister's life. Um, and and so I've, I've always carried that experience forward with my work and um, and really recognized that it was it was those skills that um, was the differentiator for her. Um, and so I, I carry that with me in my work at Shopify and recognizing that when you help one person recognize that they are an entrepreneur and that they deserve to be paid for the value that they share with the world, that you don't just help that one person, but you help their immediate family and um, their community and then kind of society at large. Um, and, and that's really the, the motivation that I carry through my work is, is to help more people see themselves as, as valuable assets that can contribute to the world and, and be paid fairly for that. And what I see for technology um, making that possible is that people can actually sell to anyone now. And that direct to consumer movement means that, you know, regardless of where I am in the world, I can share, um, you know, Gwich'in culture with people on the other side of the globe uh, via an internet transaction um, that was just never possible before. Um, And so, you know, we can, we can see economic development happening within communities, but also this uh, exchange of cultural goods and, and knowledge around the world uh, in just an unprecedented way. Uh, that's just so exciting. <laughs> Agree 100%. Um, one of the <laughs> big things that we have uh, at Anamiki is supporting um, other Indigenous on- entrepreneurs through, uh, through our supply chain. So we make sure that whenever we buy something, um, we always look for uh, an Indigenous entrepreneur to buy it from uh, first. And one thing uh, that we found is it doesn't matter what you're looking for, whether it's a designer, whether it's, um, you know, someone that's selling tea and coffee for the office, um, any of these things, uh, you know, generally there is uh, an Indigenous entrepreneur there already doing really exciting things. That, that's such an excellent point, right? There's such an opportunity to to boost the Indigenous economy through how everyday businesses think about their supply chain. And if they can c- procure from more Indigenous entrepreneurs, that's just better for everybody. Um, and I heard an interesting statistic recently that 85% of Canadian businesses are not engaging Indigenous people in any way, whether that's through their supply chain or even in their buyers. So there's such a huge potential for us to just think about reconciliation through economics in in a really exciting way. 
And what do you think some of these barriers are? Um, because that is a very significant uh, statistic. So, um, you know, for these companies that say may be interested in, um, you know, reconciliation through economic practice, um, what do you think are some things that uh, these businesses can do to, uh, you know, have have access to these entrepreneurs? Great question. Um, and I, I've started to, to work with non-Indigenous businesses to help them think about that. And there's a great example here in Ottawa of a permanent makeup artist that was very curious to, uh, to figure out how she could better engage with the Indigenous community. And I said, you know, step one is to really to buy something. You know, what in your um, in your business could you procure from an Indigenous person? Um, and, and can you not spend some time to go to go look for that? Um, you know, put in anything Indigenous business uh, and, and you'll find it on the Internet. Um, you just have to be willing to look. So I think it starts with a bit of a mindset shift, a commitment to procure more from Indigenous businesses. And it's like anything in life. If you get a new car, suddenly you see that car all on the road more than you ever did before. You know, once you recognize that Indigenous businesses exist and there's 62,000 of them in Canada, it's really easy to continue finding more of them. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, it, it's just trying to... Um, to speak to the indigenous community to make them feel welcome in your space. And, you know, and, and that's thinking about your marketing and your language and all of that. Um, but uh, it starts with just a decision to do the work. That's totally true. Um, it really is just a complete and utter shift in mindset. Um, definitely. Uh, so on to, so we've explored um, your role at Shopify and what you're doing there. Um, but we uh, we haven't really talked about uh, tech in a way because you obviously working at Shopify are uh, in the tech field. Um, so, what inspired you as an Indigenous woman to actually go into tech? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's it's funny for even me to think about it. Uh, I never had any intentions of going into tech. Um, I was committed to being a teacher from the earliest memory that I have of what I wanted to to do with my life. Um, but uh, through my journey of being an educator, I ended up working in science, technology, engineering, and math outreach uh, across Canada, uh, teaching in communities from coast to coast to coast, and helping. Uh, undergraduate students uh, teach youth uh, through university programs. And I was just exposed to so much technology and research and science that was happening across Canada that I just never was exposed to as a child. And it made me see the world in a new way. And I quickly realized that like tech Tech is so often sold as like the final product as you built something, but really um, the way that I saw youth engage with tech was that tech was a means to an end. It was the how, not the why. Um, it was how they would solve problems they really cared about. And that really helped me see it in a new point of view. I'd always kind of, uh, you know, associated tech with like um, Silicon Valley boys club um, 
kind of, you know, bad for the environment, really negative connotations. Um, and it wasn't until I started working with uh, organizations like Google to think about how computer science education could be redesigned to better include um, indigenous people by by thinking about how we teach tech in a new way to kind of dispel some of those those negative stereotypes um, and really instead focus on how technology can solve intractable problems in the world that I started to, to see myself as perhaps a technologist. And uh, I was delighted to see that Shopify was also trying to reduce the barriers for entry into tech by creating a, a university program called Dev Degree in partnership with Carleton University that um, provided students with paid tuition as well as work integrated learning opportunities at Shopify. So when you graduated from a four-year degree, you also graduated with 1,500 hours of work experience at Shopify, which was paid work experience, you know, and work experience in the field you're trying to pursue. Um, And that really excited me. So I, I applied for that job. And then found myself fully uh, in the tech world, uh, having entered uh, Shopify. I ended up not actually taking that job. Uh, rather, I pitched once I was in the interview process to, to lead Shopify's internal education strategy for their research and development teams so that everybody that made it to Shopify, they you know surmounted every barrier in their path uh, to actually enter the tech workforce. I wanted to ensure that when they arrived at Shopify, this Canadian tech company, that they were given a really strong, equitable start to their life in tech. And so I created a program called R&D Camp. Now, it wasn't as intentional at the time, but looking back, I can see where so much of my culture was really infused in uh, in the program, even calling it a camp and taking a camp-based approach to it. You know, the focus is on skill development and failing fast and building communities and setting personal goals and being vulnerable and um, uh, with, you know, the fact that this is a place where you're going to come and learn and, and meet new people. Um, but that that camp environment with all of those kind of factors considered uh, was created. And then new hires were challenged to work in teams of people they had just met and taught the way that Shopify approaches product development, and that's that every skill set sits at the table to solve the project from the outset so that we have the voice and the perspective of designers and engineers and product managers and data folks, you know, um, considering the 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 problem from every angle. Um, But those problems were real problems. They were the problems that our merchants were facing and that having that real human tell their story about, hey, you know, Shopify's product's great, but this part of the product is frustrating for me for this reason. And this is how I'm working around it. That built real empathy for people to recognize that you don't just work at Shopify. You're building tools that, you know, now over 800,000 people are using around the world to power their business. And those are real humans. Um, And so putting that human-centered approach right up front and center for new hires who are meeting this merchant and trying to solve their problem. And if not solve it, just focus on making it better and 
never stop making it better was such a, an amazing way for us to give people a real chance to make an impact within the first month that they are hired. But throughout that entire process, they're being mentored by role models at Shopify who are close to that problem and understand that problem domain that can show them the tools and the resources and connect them to people across the business. That to me was so important so that no matter who you were when you entered tech, you felt welcomed, you knew you mattered, you were equipped, and you were given the same start that everyone else had so that you could do your life's work at Shopify. And knowing that I was able to kind of create those conditions, having a career in, in trying to inspire underrepresented people to pursue tech. I wanted to know without a doubt that there was a place in this country where people could go and, and feel valued, equipped, safe um, to do their life's work. And the only way I could do that was actually to join a tech company and make it happen. Um, and I'm very proud to say that Shopify has done that. And we're continuing to push the barriers of, of how to increase diversity within tech, especially within regards to um, Indigenous people who are only represented in tech at 1.2% overall across the country, uh, which is, you know, less than our overall population of 4%, but just a really, really low number. And, and the reason why that matters is that, you know, if tech is the means to the end and it's how we solve our problems, if we don't have Indigenous voice at the that table, there's problems that we miss and there's ways that we solve those problems that don't include our worldview. And, and it's really just uh, so key in this period of our, our life um, that we really kind of turn to new ideas uh, to build uh, for the future. I like what you said about uh, how when you go into these programs and um You'd listen to the merchant and kind of incorporate their, you know, their values and try to solve their problem and make it very uh, human based. And I think that that's something that's almost maybe not entirely unique to tech, but um, certainly a lot more fluid, um, I suppose, in tech is being able to incorporate these values into what you do every single day. Um, because like you said before, tech is a tool. It's a means to an end. It's your how. Um, so mm -hmm. if you're coming from a place that, uh, you know, is community minded, um, then, you know, incorporating those kind of values into what you do, um, it's, you know, it's going to be built like that from the ground up. Um, for right. totally. Um, so, uh, last question. Um, what, how, um, like, how are you taking your personal values right now and uh, sort of applying them into your role um, at Shopify, but also, you know, your role in your community and your role in the communities on whose land you live? Um, how are you um, taking your skills and your, your voice, essentially, and attempting to, you know, instill these values uh, or you know, showcase these values for people that you work with every day? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, great question. I think one of the things that is 
I'm most uh, grateful for in in working at Shopify is that I do get to show up as my whole self. I I can feel very safe and self-identifying as an Indigenous person, as a Métis woman at Shopify, and that's celebrated. And and people want to learn what does that mean? Um, So, you know, getting to speak my truth, uh, that's the most important part. And and I've already seen trickle-out effects of me feeling confident enough to do that has uh, encouraged others to do the same. And and so we've seen a, a rise in the number of uh, employee resource groups that have been created at Shopify for different uh, marginalized groups to, to also feel that they can uh, take these, these in, you know, personal um, connections. You know, I, I know too much about um, how uh, Indigenous people live across this country in, in just subpar conditions compared to non-Indigenous populations that, um, you know, are... Are, are done to us um, that, you know, being able to kind of speak that truth to power in a in a company that has the ability to do something about it is just so um, refreshing and welcoming. Um, and and the, the extension of this is that um, Shopify's values really mirror a lot of my own values. So, you know, when I think about making decisions, I don't just think about making decisions for myself. I think about how they affect my daughter and, and her her children uh, one day. And and Shopify shares that value. It, you know, it's not seven generations thinking. That's not how they name it. But they talk about it as building for the long term. Um, it's about making great decisions quickly. And when you have the power to make change and make something better, better to do that and not to just wait to build something perfect um, because perfect does, you know, when it's not being shared, doesn't have any, any value to anybody. Um, And, and so I, I saw these alignments between how Shopify thought about business and treating people as people and taking care of our mental health, our physical health um, through, uh, you know, the fact that they feed us free food uh, at lunch and there's uh, comprehensive medical packages and benefits. You know, my family just outfitted ourselves with new bikes and that was covered by Shopify. So like we're thinking preventative and, and, you know, there's opportunities for me to bring my family to work and, and work from home. And I don't have to take a day off to go to uh, the dentist. It's like that. Those are just the things that people should be able to do. And, and knowing that the company itself so, reflects how um, I would want to live my life has just made it such an easy place to to kind of carry out my life's work and and know that I can make mistakes and learn through this process, but that I have 4,000 people behind me supporting me and, and there to kind of push my learning. And at Shopify, we talk about it as like 10xing, you know, one year at Shopify can feel like 10 years somewhere else because there's just so much opportunity to not only develop your career skills, but like really take care of your personal skills and um, never have I had so much time um, to kind of take care of my own health um, and connect with my community before. But Shopify just trusts me to to make those choices and knows that when I do make those choices, it's for the betterment of my work overall and the longevity of it. Um, so the values are just so aligned. Um, and I always say to people who ask, like, who do you work for? I work for my daughter. I, I really hope that I can be a role model for her um, by doing 
doing things and not just talking about them. My mom wasn't afforded those kinds of opportunities. And so she had to do a lot of teaching about what she ought to have done and what she wished she had have done. And, and I really just made a commitment to myself that I wanted to teach my daughter by, by showing um, and, and, and doing and acting on as much as I could, uh, even if that meant failure. Um, but I report to her at the end of the day. And, and I hope that uh, she sees through my work that, you know, you can grow and change your career over time, that there's so many um realms and, and verticals within yourself that, you know, you might start out thinking you're a teacher and the next thing you know, you might be working at a technology company, helping entrepreneurs uh, share their value with the world. <laughs> awesome. Um, and finally, um, I should have done this earlier, uh, but you are in a very unique position to have uh, to know about some really awesome Indigenous entrepreneurs across Turtle Island. So I was wondering (laughs) if you want to take this opportunity to maybe shout out a couple of them and talk about what they're doing. Oh, the pressure to recognize everyone. <laughs> you're, you're right. I am at uh, the best position to see some of the most incredible artisans, makers, change makers. Uh, Uh, and that can be expensive sometimes because there's a lot of products I want to purchase myself. Um, (laughs) But some of my favorite brands, um, uh, Cheekbone Beauty is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, Full disclosure, I'm a brand ambassador for Cheekbone, Um, but uh, the makeup is incredible. The leadership is incredible. The commitment to First Nations education is incredible. Big fan of Warren Stephen Scott's work. His earrings are gorgeous. Um, uh, Running Fox beads. Uh, good luck trying to get a pair of her earrings because they sell so quickly. But it's just a testament to the the quality of her of her skills and and the the jewelry that she builds. Um, Raven Reads is one of my uh, favorite recommendations to the teachers and and, uh, parents in my life that are looking to help uh, uh, provide more Indigenous uh, literature in their their children's life. So that's a a subscription service of Indigenous literature that'll just show up right on your door. Birchbark Coffee makes coffee that's helping install water purifiers in uh, First Nations communities. Uh, incredible coffee as well. Herbraids, uh, Sunshine Tenasco's um, company is making jewelry that also supports clean water initiatives. There are literally hundreds of Indigenous entrepreneurs uh, on Shopify um, and and not on Shopify that uh, are just putting so much incredible um uh, products and services into the world that, uh, yes, I'm very privileged to, to be in my role and, and see them through their entrepreneurial journeys. I am so jealous. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, I guess that will, uh, we will leave it there. Uh, thank you again, Jace, so much for uh, joining us on Indigenous Innovators. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what uh, what happens with uh, Shopify and uh, where we'll uh, see you go in the future. Thank you so much, uh, Jen, and to everyone at Animiki. I couldn't be a bigger fan of the work that you were doing uh, and uh, looked forward to continuing to support you in the future.
Thank you for listening to Indigenous Innovators. Indigenous Innovators is a podcast where we profile Indigenous leaders, activists, artists, and entrepreneurs to better understand the challenges and opportunities Indigenous peoples face across Turtle Island today. This podcast was written, hosted, and produced by Jen Polak, the digital communication strategist at Anamiki. Anamiki is an Indigenous technology company dedicated to ensuring equitable outcomes for Indigenous peoples around the globe. To work with Anamiki, visit our website at www.anamiki.com services or email us at info at anamiki.com.